you can block what you heard That's the cure, wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up Everybody wake the fuck up From the city to the burbs Every street, every curb You can block what you heard That's the cure, wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up Everybody wake the fuck up the show you are now listening you are not you know what you're not experiencing yeah, you know I mean? yeah. you're now experiencing wake uh the flock up wake the flock up with concept 714 and with me as always fluent rhythm and he's actually here today and he's actually putting in work there you go for a change this man no <laughs> um big shout out to uh b-side show big shout out to platformcollection.com uh we have a a, a platform that we mm-hmm. work with other shows. You know, we have crappy, awesome podcasts. They're the most senior podcasts. Been around the longest. Then you got my show, Wake the Flock Up. And then you have the Two Mix Hologram podcast. Okay. Right. And then you also have Culture Sessions. Right. So these are all four, four podcasts. And then they have smaller shows. And around that, we have Pros, which is a, uh, an artist performs a song live and we record it. And then Curtis King has something called Can It Be Chopped? So you give him any obscured sample and he'll make a whole beat out of it. Yeah, super dope. He's on that. And then we got Take 5 where we just do five-minute interview with the artist, boom, in and out. It's kind of dope. We like that. Uh, so a lot of good people work with us. Bonnie Blue, uh, 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 Rick's Rumble, uh, Noah James, Curtis King. You know, so we're, we're building. We're building it. So you can find us there at platformcollection.com. You can find us at wakethefluckup.net. That's our home, obviously. You know, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at wakethefluckup. Uh, special deals and, and, uh, and news and behind the scenes stuff. You also can get some um, new gear, some fresh gear coming out. Just follow us, show some love, you know, support the show. Coming up on the show, we got Medusa, we have uh, Master Ace, we have Supreme Cerebral, which just got off stage right now, Reverie and Loudon, the episode's out now, so go check that out, waittoflugup.net, let us know how we're doing. Drop us a little comment, you know what I'm saying, on the on the comment section, all that stuff, show some love. I want to hear some feedback, you know, all I've got is, some, I've gotten positive, but I want to hear some of the negatives. What haven't we done yet? What are we doing wrong? What are we needing to improve on? This show is as much yours as it is mine because, I mean, I'm only making it. You're the listener. So you have ownership of the show as well. So if it's something you can change, something you want to see different, let us know, you know, and I'll be more than happy to oblige. You know what I mean? Outside of that, uh, everything's gone pretty good. Uh, the show is, is a picking up popularity. Uh, on a personal basis, my wife is six months pregnant now. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, she's six months pregnant. It's a girl. We already know that. And Ooh. we spend the whole weekend painting the room. All right. Okay. <laughs> Stereotypical pink? No, no, no. no. no? Well, my wife hates pink. Okay. She's not with the pink. We went purple and something called marshmallow white. Hmm. And it's not even regular purple. It's like, it's like soft purple you know what I'm saying it's not yeah, that yeah. that royal purple it's like that watered down purple uh-huh. but it came out pretty dope man and then we, we bought a bassinet so we're getting ready for that cool, I'm excited you yeah know? life cycle you know, it's got a it's got a you know the circle of life circle of life type shit yeah you know we were we thought it was gonna be a boy mm-hmm. uh, I, honestly this is your first kid well yes yeah. so she had a two year old when I met her okay but I've raised her since she was two 
Good man, good man. As we say at Dosey Weekly, good man. Thank you. So before we get involved into that, I'm going to introduce my guest. And let me use the correct entire name so people can recognize it. Gabriel San Roman from OC Weekly. Yep. What's up? Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me on the show. Glad to be here. Let's let's cut it up, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. it. You're a very exciting guest to have on for a couple of reasons. I'm not a rapper. (laughs) You're not a rapper. So don't. (laughs) <laughs> but everyone has to spit 16 so get ready for that oh, it's going to be funny <laughs> no uh, no no but uh, uh, before we get into that okay let, 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 let's let's. Uh, well I guess we should introduce it what, what is it what is your position at the OC Weekly I'm a writer and a reporter mm-hmm. I write a lot about uh, news uh, as you noticed um, but also I keep an ear to the culture and I do some food too, food writing. But I mean, to be oh. God honest with you, I don't know jack shit about food except how to eat it, you know. It, it and, if I, and if I like it, and <laughs> if I'll go back to that spot. Okay. But um, you know, I think I've carved out a spot for myself in OC Weekly, uh, writing about hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, which is where you probably came to notice me. Yeah. Um, but I also do my beat is Anaheim. I'm born, uh, well, not born and raised, but raised in Anaheim, born in some hospital in Artesia that don't even exist no more. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I cover a lot of everything, man, Yeah, everything and anything, which is why you could talk to me about anything and everything. Right. But a lot of people have been paying attention, especially a lot of my music journalism is focused on hip hop when I'm able to do it. Cause these days I'm more, you're more likely to find me at a city council meeting than a hip hop show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Man, city council meetings are boring as fuck, to they, be honest. They, they sound boring. Yeah. <laughs> if they're anything like I've seen on that, what is it, like 23 or 24, which is like <laughs> a camera, and it's just like like six old white men, and yeah. they're all just, I move section number 246 but, to be stricken. It's like, but sometimes those two worlds come together. Like, yeah. I was at Anaheim City Council, and there's, you know, there's been a long, long time problem with the police. Mm-hmm. So, one dude went up during public comments, and he just started, you know, saying, Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. And he's like spinning these bars from fuck the police ice cubes verse. Yeah. To like five white council members that don't know that guarantee didn't know what the fuck song that was from. Yeah. And inside I was like, just yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> At least it wasn't then, like Ice T's cop killer. Yeah. That'd have, <laughs> have been fucked up. So I mean, you know, the whole thing is like, you can't censor me, you know? And that's what that whole song was really about. Yeah. Cause, you know, the FBI was trying to send uh, letters to, to, um, to police departments across the, across the nation. And what this dude was saying is like, cause he had one of his loved ones blasted in Downey. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's saying, you can't censor me. Fuck the police, you know? And so that, I don't know what got me thinking. I'm like, I, I went back, I look at the LA Times, like the old articles and, and there was an article about, uh, NWA playing in 1989 i believe and i was like oh shit he was rhyming those lyrics and it was almost a day it was a day to the 25th anniversary of the concert uh, which which the venue was right by anaheim city hall mm-hmm. and so i wrote about that and then somebody had uploaded the entire concert from anaheim nwa up on onto youtube so you could listen to the whole thing i was like perfect and so i did like a 25 year uh 25 years later retrospect and uh, and looking back at NWA, I know they got their movie coming out and everything, mm-hmm. but 
the Anaheim show at the Celebrity Theater, I think it was called at the time. Now, like, it's some church owns it. It's called the Rock Forum or some shit like that. But uh, at the time, it was a wild show, man. And just to hear that youthful energy from NWA and to, to know that the Anaheim police and everything were afraid of, like, in, or the way that it was written up in the LA Times 25 years ago is like, oh, we were afraid of a riot or something happening or, you know, and it's actually one of the few shows that they could do. Um, and then 25 years later, Anaheim changed in a place where you didn't have to have a rap group from Compton come in for there to be animosity with the police. And there was a riot, um, you know, just down the street last summer, you know, at that yeah. two summers ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's kind of like where, you, I could be at city council and I could still get some hip hop out of it. Right. It's so rare. When, when did it, <laughs> when did, uh, how did this start? How did this, this, this love for journalism start? Like how, how young would you, would you say you were when it, journalism, when it first popped up? Um, I've always cared about what was going around the world around me. Um, since I was a teenager, I was asking questions, learning. And for me, that took me to history. Um, and I went to college and as soon as I got out of college, I went into radio first Mm -hmm. and I was a morning producer at KPFK radio uh, 90.7 FM. So, but I always loved writing. So when I had that platform in radio, uh, I wanted to start writing and I was writing about, you know, just expressing the knowledge that I had about the world. So I started publishing right away at 23. And then I started, uh, at the OC Weekly, uh, I did a freelance piece in December 2006. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. Uh, but I was just like interviewing the, the drummer from System of a Down and a documentary film producer on, cause they're Armenian and it's on the Armenian genocide. So I've always, as long as I can remember, there's always been that cross section for me between politics and music and my work. So since the, the beginning. Y- yeah. And, all- I mean, you know, I mean, to, to, to kind of get a little personal level on it, like when I, when I first started writing and, you know, to see your shit on the internet is one thing, but then to be able to go to any bookstore back in the day when there was more bookstores or wherever you pick up OC Weekly and then you see your name in bold type print. Yeah. For a long time, that shit never got old. <laughs> it, it, it never does. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, come it, on, you're excited about, super excited about the article dropping, right? That's, so, that's what I love about my job, man. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So people don't know yet. Uh, by the time they'll hear this, it had already been dropped, but yeah. So, um, Wake the Flock Up has a, a what would you call it? The local, uh, locals only feature. Local only feature. The OC Weekly coming yeah. up about the show and where we started and what we're doing and, and the, the ruckus that we're causing mm-hmm. in, the, in the scene. Uh, so you said, Oh, you know what? They first they wanted to put it on the site, but we were able to push it to get it on print. Right. So now when I told everyone, Hey, yeah, it's going to be on print. Like you can go pick it up. Everyone was way more excited and delighted at that point because you can put whatever you want on the internet. You know, sure, anybody then, anybody could, you know, start a blog and write it up, you know? Anybody can start a website. Everyone offers me to make my website for me. Everybody, like, hey, I'll make your website. It's like, well, can't, everybody can't, you know. But when it was like, hey, no, but we got it on paper. We got it on, yeah, on yeah. print. To me, it's way more exciting because now it's now it's physical. Now it's real. Yeah. And it's his, history now. Because your website, yeah, but it'll it'll go, it'll, it'll go into the wherever the atmosphere that websites go to and it'll never be seen again. The interwebs, man. The interwebs. What do they call it? The ether <laughs> of, but on paper, like it has more of a real feel and it feels more of an accomplishment to be honest with you. Yeah. To me, to be printed about yeah. like that, that to us was for me personally is one, it's, it's probably my greatest achievement so far. 
cool, cool. with the show, definitely. And on a personal basis, like, oh, my city, my, my county is recognizing what we're doing and they're backing us up. They're like, hey, we're watching you. You got an eye. You keep mm-hmm. going. That's basically what it told me. So, yes, I'm very excited to be on paperback, on paper, yeah, printed yeah. out. And yeah, I can't wait to see Wait to Flock Up and be My man black. from San, San Clemente Ooh. to the LBC, tens of thousands in circulation. Yeah. People picking it up, you yeah. know, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, so I've always had an interest in in life in general. So even as I'm driving down, I'm I have a You're uh, thinking about shit. I, I yes, and I'm all very right. vigilant, like driving down. That's just and then I soak everything up, and I'll be like a block away, and I'll be like, oh, that lady was wearing a red. Like it'll then it'll. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't it, it funny how like driving's meditative? Like, yeah, yeah, like absolutely. It's 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 a it's a form of getting away without going too you, far. Except when you're stuck on the five or the one. <laughs> oh or something. my god! <laughs> on it, the one on one is then terrible. You're like, then you're in the cycles of hell and shit, man. Because like, on the five right there where Carmenita is, like for some reason it's just like congestion, no matter what time of the day. It is. Yeah, I lived in <laughs> I lived in Anaheim, and, and when I commuted to Studio City to do KPFK oh, radio, man. Uh, the cool thing is that I was up at five in the morning, yeah. out before out on the freeways at like five fifty. Okay, and then coming back was before heavy traffic oh, okay. except so for you, like Friday so yeah. but still you know you still catch some shit and then like say Friday like I'll be driving and then say it's a Friday and it's like an hour and a half one of those yeah. right and then like for me you get to that 591 interchange and that's where I get off and it's like Right there is when it opens up, and yeah. it's like you, now you're in Orange County, and the whole shit opens up like yeah. like the floodgates they and shit, a park sign. And I'm just... like, I finally get to get to go to like 80, 80 miles per hour, yeah, and then I got to exit. I'm beach. You just got to hurt. That's a fight. Uh, no, okay, so so I've always had a, a real interest, like you said, like you were saying, like in just knowledge of everything. Cool. National Geographic, all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it was the same for you growing up, right? You're telling yeah, me yeah. you always had just like a natural interest in things. When did uh, okay? So the OC Willie picks you up. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you the only one that does covers music? Oh no, no. There's a lot of uh, writers who oh. who keep the daily uh, blog, which is the Herd Mentality blog. Uh-huh. They keep it alive. Um, and Nate Jackson is a music editor. He also puts down a lot of work for for the hip hop community. Okay, and I think that's something you could say about the OC Weekly is that it's consistently over the years. Giving a spotlight um, to the hip hop community and doing the thing and everything and 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 we're proud of that. We're definitely proud of that. And then there's other people that go out there and review shows and whatnot. Yeah. And um, so I know from when I write about LA artists that they feel that that's not the same case in LA uh, County with the, the alternatives out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I did a piece on Reverie. You know, or when she started seeing locally grown collective uh, get a lot of press coverage in the OC Weekly, uh, she she recognized that, hey man, this is this is a paper that pays attention to its underground artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just goes it goes uh, together like that. If I'm if I'm an alternative journalist, why am I not? Why wouldn't I pay attention to underground MCs? Right. You know, I'm not going to use my platform in the media to try to be some star fucker like oh i want to interview this person that person this person no you know what i want to do i want to interview the person that's grinding to up and come yeah to come up and it's like you know it'd be more uh, rewarding for me to see that person's career take off 
and their trajectory just just you know explode right and then know that i was there at the earliest onset I, and i feel that everyone and again just just to reference yours is like i we think about it the same way so uh-huh. when we get the big names that's a plus that's just a, a luck we get to meet master ace yes yeah absolutely but supreme cerebral is coming on next week bro and yeah. he's a vicious mc and yeah. he's been killing and he's been doing it that is really the only reason we do it because we are them we're not a master ace level we're not rock level we're we're locally grown level mm-hmm. we're speech and pen we're those cats grinding you see us all the time but we don't have that recognition that la has or that has you know towards they're bigger artists. Uh, so we want to give it to our smaller artists. You yeah. know what I mean? The artists that, we, and then you get absolutely satisfying to be like, Oh, I put them on this. And then now his, his stuff is doing really good. His mix mm-hmm. is kicking ass. To be a blah. part of that, that, that Genesis. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. To, absolutely. To launch, not saying you, because not they to do credit, all the but work. To be part of the, to be part of the process. process of them yeah. growing as an artist is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know I agree. Right? Totally. Yeah. That's, that's my whole feeling towards what I do. Right. Um, and that's the music part. That's also the politics part. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't trying to rub elbows with the powerful. I'm trying to put yeah, a fire under their feet all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, so it's just your mindset. How much so, restriction is there in what you're able to, well, I guess not, re- well, what, um, what will get reported and pressed and, and what you mean in terms of music? In terms of what everything in your journalism as the OC weekly comes, like is oh, how much freedom do you have to? It's, it's probably the freest, <laughs> freest uh, print media you could ask for. I yep. mean, yeah. uh, when you when you talk about media, anytime you talk about anything in terms of, of control and restrictions, and whatnot, um, you got to say, well, how how did they get the money? Who's funding them? Um, always ask the question of who's owning when it comes to who's presenting information to you. Okay. You know, OC Weekly, um, it makes its way through personal ads and and everything that people uh, make jokes about in the mm-hmm. back. You yeah, know, the back pages ads. Because there's like three. The weed collectives. And it's all weed. <laughs> yeah. First, <laughs> first four pages all weed, and then you see a couple ads like, "Hey, call me for a good time" or whatever. <laughs> but there's a lot of weed content in the back of the OC Weekly. Yeah. Does it does, does does not worry you guys as in like a perspective of the reader that doesn't know you picks it up and sees i mean people are going to talk shit regardless yeah um and no because i mean i think uh that's your audience well it's partly it's a it's 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 our audience in a sense but it's also just um it runs parallel to the to the weed coverage that we do because we cover weed as an issue like uh legalization and and crackdown on dispensaries and Everything, you know, the managing editor, Nick Scow, has got a, he's got a book on, on, out on, 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 on the subject. And he does this, you know, he's got his little blong, uh, bong blotter, uh, series of articles that he does. Okay. So there's no difference between, there's no real difference between the ads and the, in the news content in that way. But I think it runs parallel. It's not like the ads are dictating the content. Okay. Um, for we, for us, we're free to, to, to cuss, to editorialize, to have a stylistic, uh, flavor to develop our voice. Um, so just think of it in the same way hip hop, like, you know, there's no label head saying you gotta, I mean, there is an editorial structure, but it's not that, it's not that label head corporate. It's more, it's, it's more like an indie label than it is, 
mm-hmm. Atlantic Records or something like that. Where you have, where they're trying to keep an image. So they, you can't yeah. be like this artist. And it's a free yeah. paper. So what are we really trying to Which sell? Which is you know? what we really loved about the OC Willie. What I really enjoyed was that I get all this news because I've read the OC Willie for many, many years. And yeah. I had a job for many years where in the morning I get a cup of coffee and Pick up the OC Weekly yeah. and ask the Mexican or whatever it is. Yeah. I would really read through it. I really enjoy it because it's also written for me. I feel like it's written for your average young adult to mm-hmm. kind of uh, get in a good idea of what it is they're living. And then when I'm done reading it, I get a sense of pride cool. for being an Orange County native that I think it's important to have. Because if I pick up like the New Yorker, mm-hmm. which I've read and I, and I read every once in a while, it's more of a higher class and more intellect kind of thing yeah. where the OC Weekly is more relatable you we're know? relatable but we put in work man. but you put in off dude of course you put in tons of work yeah. I could see this 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 must have taken you forever I could think in my head like man he's we sat there and we discussed this and, and like and you get the gets and, and the, the people open up themselves to you on that level like yeah. that's very interesting to me as someone who does that on a lower lower, lower scale <laughs> to get to people to talk to them complete strangers yeah man I mean I got mad respect for people doing the podcast hustle yeah I mean like I said I started out on radio so um, as opportunities kind of shrink terrestrially, you know, take your shit to the internet. It's, yeah. it's a free, it's, it's a, it's a freer medium. So yeah, I love listening. I, uh, I love listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped start one in Santa Ana for mm-hmm. kind of Latin alternative music and they, and they're taking their shit and they've done their own thing for the last couple of years, uh, and started it off. And then there is terrestrial radio possibilities like community radio. Yeah. LA's got his community radio station. I worked, I put in many years for that. I carried OC on my back every time that I went there. Yeah. But in, in Santana, they're trying to get, uh, what's called a low power FM radio. Um, and a lot of that content, like when it comes to, to fruition, when they get that signal, uh, a lot of the people that are already creating content like yourself could, could, could get in the mix. It would just be a little bit different. Cause you, you know, like I said, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of radio, because of George Carlin and a routine that went to the Supreme Court, you can't say some certain words. <laughs> right. But here you can say whatever the fuck you want. Right. Right. That's why I do it here. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we do it here. And we talked about that a little bit last time when you interviewed us for the piece. Yeah. Um, that's a part of that I love is a good F word. Mm hmm. Bring some strength into a conversation. <laughs> it gets a point across. No, it's necessary. It man. is necessary because that's how average natural people converse. They say, hey, fuck that dude. He has no idea what I'm talking about. So that's natural. It's right. unnatural to censor yourself. That's when it becomes, now it's a different practice you're going into. The natural thing is for you to be a uncensored and talking and communicating, blah, blah, blah. And that's what podcasts allow you to do. Yeah. I don't have a fucking PR or whatever. Like, hey, you can't be fucking saying that. Beep, beep. Hit yeah, the you button. Board, you hey, 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 hey commercial. <laughs> Shoot out the time. 2.47 of the AM. Get the weather in. Hey, get the, fuck that. Fuck all that. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if there was a guest and it was live radio and yeah. Yeah, there's this button you had to push that drops the feed and, it's, and that's everybody goes into panic mode because, oh, shit, somebody said a cuss word. And did I hear what I thought I heard? Yeah, I heard. And then the, the engineer's got to hit the, you know, this, this gray button or red button. It's yeah. been a minute, but then that drops the feed for like a couple amount of seconds. So it's yeah. a delay. Yeah. You're always on a delay. All these things just for words, man. For words, and, and, For it's words. The, and it's the FTC telling you, you can't, but uh, I understand the principle of it. 
Like, yeah. hey, kids might be listening. It might not be appropriate. People scanning might not. I get it. Yeah. But that's not what I'm here for. I, I don't want to worry about that. So uh I wanted to also represent where I'm from, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm from. That's why we do it out of Orange County. To me, it was super important that the show come out of Orange County because yeah. I've had an opportunity to go to Covina, go to San Diego. And like, no, 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 no. I needed to be here. So we fought through the struggles of losing the studio and fought through the struggles of not knowing where to record next. So get the fucking handheld and let's go to them like mm-hmm. to keep the show momentum going. Um, so it's super because I think Orange County it doesn't have the representation for my heart of hip hop in in the level that it should be. You know what I'm saying? No, that's why I took uh, a notice, uh, took attention to the to the wake to wake the flock up is because you know there's there's other similar type uh, media in yeah. L.A. for hip hop, but in Orange County it's kind of a kind of a new thing. Right. I mean, I was trying to do mix. I read a book on mixtapes and how it could be like effective in the community. I started trying to make mixtapes, but I don't yeah. think anybody was really listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the first uh, hip hop podcast began. It was pretty it was a much uh, just a mixtape. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the mixtape was important well, in history of hip hop. Oh, absolutely. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But that's not what I wanted to bring. I'm gonna. We're gonna do something different, and we're gonna yeah. catch them off balance, and we're gonna ask them personal questions, True. and we're gonna expose. We're gonna wake the flocks up to mm-hmm. that hip hop has a lot more to offer than just weed, drunk, you know, artists, DUIs, child supports. I got court tomorrow. I like their people. They're young adults with ambitions and hearts and souls. And we're just as strong as any county with it. We just need that light mm-hmm. to shine the right way, you know, which is what OC Weekly does mm-hmm. for all these artists, including, okay, not only hip hop, but all genres mm-hmm. and not just music related, but everything, like you said, from politics to local events to movies I've seen and reviewed on there and all that stuff. Is there- tell, me, tell me if you feel me on this point. I think, like, as I was talking to you before, if you talk about people that have made it out of Orange County, or if you go to, say, the, the slide bar in Fullerton, you take a look around, you see social distortion, mm-hmm. you see the aquabats, the adolescents. Of course, no doubt. There's a very, um, in terms of genres and musicians that have broken out of OC while still representing OC. Still, mm-hmm. and then you got more contemporary bands like Young the Giant and whatnot. But I think I think uh, hip hop is in a, is in an evolving stage in Orange County right now. I think it's part of a of a demographic tip uh, shift because we're, Orange County is becoming more brown mm-hmm. and black. You know, um, especially more brown. And I think that, and then hip hop has always been, you know, comes from, from, uh, from the people of color, people yeah. of color. So why I think it's, I mean, this is me being hopeful, yeah. but I think it's time that hip hop represent for OC and somebody, you know, take off from here yeah. without, you know, disavowing or distancing themselves from the OC roots. And I would love that to happen. In the correct way. So yeah. what I mean is, I don't want them to come out and be another soldier boy. Because he yeah. makes ridiculous Tyler the Creator videos, so he's known for... I, no, I want it to be on... He's such an artist that he's picking up attention. Yeah. Because those artists exist. Or the, his music is so much, so interesting, or so... Has a, a purpose. There's It's a purposeful song or music musician. So that's what I want to come out of Orange County. Hope, my hope, like you're saying. And, I'm and hoping that's the way it and works. And there's some, there's some artists that 
it's kind of a of a trivia question to know that they're from Orange County. Mm. Like for me, I found out that uh, Miss Crazy, who's like the queen of Chicana rap, mm-hmm. or, you know, and who I've interviewed, and, and nobody, a lot of other press haven't paid attention to her. But I, I listen to her music, and I think she she rips it on the mic, right? Okay. She's from Santana. Really? She, she immigrated from Michoacan and came to Santana, oh. like so many other immigrants like that before. Yeah. And I've listened to old thing, old uh, songs that she did when she first started out, and she was repping Santana in the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and then, again, well, I'm sure we're going to get to this question, but with the list, right? Yeah. The top five MCs and OC or uh, female rappers. Yeah. Um, somebody came at me in the email, on my email, and was like, how could you forget Sessie B? And I was like, I love learning about people, you know, inside. Yeah. there's no, um, malintent. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, Ceci B is from San Juan Capistrano. Yeah. And, but she's in Miami right now. And oh, she's, yeah. she's starting to pick up. She just put out a, a single on iTunes with Be, Re- uh, Be Real. Okay. And she's all about OC. And it was mad love when I did a piece on it. Well, there's an Orange County in Florida too. You're no, not, no, you're not she, gonna confuse. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying no. you gotta watch that because I think New York has. No, I mean, when, when she, on Twitter, she's all about Juice County yeah. and Juice. Okay, and good. So I'm like, okay, you know. So yeah, so yeah. what? What uh, the reason? One of the reasons that I wanted to have you in here is not only to to pick your brain on on the, how the OC workings uh-huh. of the OC Weekly work, but you're also Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. Where Chicano? Chicano. Okay. <laughs> how Hispanic? Where Hispanic? Where are we from? What? Tell me. I want to know. Me? Yes, you. My family is from the frontera. You might. This is going to be a little bit different than what people might expect. Uh, my dad was born in on the other side of the border in, in Mexico. Okay. Um, in Juarez. Juarez. But his dad was born in El Paso uh-huh. in 1900. Okay. So we kind of make a mockery of the border because uh, we're fronterizos, you yeah. know? So, um, and then on my mom's side, uh, there's like mad deep roots in El Paso too. Yeah. And, um, New Mexico right near El Paso. Yeah. Uh huh. And so really, you know, real talk, like the only family that I got in Mexico right now is in, is in, uh, Chihuahua. Okay. Grandma and grandpa and or something like that. It's distant, distant, distant relative. Yeah. But see, the thing about that is that they were born in the United States. They lived in El Paso and they're like, ah, we're going to move to Mexico. So they flipped it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, um, so really, you know, I have a, like a great grandmother that was from Zacatecas and, yeah. but I don't have the, I have, I don't have like the deep, deep roots in, 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 in Mexico that, exist now because I have my roots that were here before the U.S. started its bullshit war and took over half the country. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I have family from, from like Mesilla, uh, which was still a part of Mexico after the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they bought that like as an act, like as an add on. Historic. Yeah, a little, little throw in after the conquest, you know, you make a little money. Here's yeah. a little bit more land. Sure. So that's how my, um, those are my, my roots. Yeah. So they're really, really dug deep in El Paso. Okay. So, so, uh, but, uh, what does mom and pop say about, by you being a full blown journalist, reporter for the OC Weekly? Uh, the, my mom's loves the OC Weekly. Yeah. She thinks, you know, she's, and I've told this to, to Scott Moxley and everybody, like, um, 
she she thinks that it has better writers than the LA Times. Yeah. <laughs> because we're allowed to develop our voice. Mm-hmm. And so anytime that I start uh, digging into some, some serious shit where people might get like, I don't know, afraid for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, my folks are just like, especially with like the Anaheim stuff, like uh, my folks always go to, oh, First Amendment, they can't do shit. First Amendment, freedom of speech, this and that. Um, so, and you just gotta, you just have to tell the truth and whatever happens to you personally, uh, I mean, whatever happens, happens, man, but you just gotta tell the truth. I'm as a, dicey as shit gets. I'm a firm believer that, and I say this on my shows and I say it every, every single time when, when I feel, when I understand that what I'm going to say might cost a little yeah. bit of a, attention, I tell them, you can't take back the words that you never said. Mm-hmm. So I rather have said it. And regret not saying it in the future for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Uh, I live that way. I mean, you know, I'm not an asshole. I don't want to be a dick. If you look bad in a shirt, I'm not going to be like, you look fucking fat in that shirt, dude. You look dick. <laughs> no, 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 hey, whatever. But if there's like an injustice or something, I feel as a person, as a human being, you need to know. Like, the truth is more important than you, than all of us, right? Yeah. Combined. Mm-hmm. So, like, some very, like, some very close. To me, neologically speaking, and also to my heart, was the riots in Anaheim. It was tremendous, and I was had a sense of pride that the riots went down uh, because of the reason that they went down. Because it was obvious to everyone at at some point that these the cops are 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 taking way too many liberties. It's way too harsh for our town, our city. Mm -hmm. We were were like East LA, Compton, and okay. You need more force. I understand. But you're fucking in front of city. You know what I'm saying? Like, Anaheim is not that wild, wild west shit. Yes, we have our hoods and we have our stuff, but we're, we're a calm place. We're not drastically too violent, right? So to me, it just seemed that the excessive force was enough. Mm-hmm. At some point, people got tired of it. And I, and I felt I was really proud of it. Uh, I wanted to go down to, to the riots and just walk them to be part, to have witnessed it, you know? Yeah. Uh, at the time, I couldn't do it. Um, uh, I just met a guy married and my wife was here and we were talking some other stuff and looking for some, for like a house and stuff. So I had other issues going on, you know, mm-hmm. but I did follow them. I took pictures and I did what I could and I, uh, all the links and stuff that I found, I put them on the Facebook, I put out yeah. tweets like, Hey, check this out. You guys need to learn. Da, 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 da. You go to my Facebook page, you'll see all these pictures of all this stuff going on. Um, was that something that you were involved in, in the coverage of that? Uh, at that time, yes. Um, but at, at that time I was, I had stuff going on too. My, yeah. my, my father had retired, uh, from his work. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he used to work in an oil refinery. Right. And, um, and so he took his, after figuring out retirement for like four weeks, he ended up, um, going on a cruise to Alaska, which he always wanted to go to Alaska. Right. Yeah. And so he's in the Yukon like three days in with, a, with my mom's. They're in a train and he suffers a stroke, like in the worst oh, no. place you could be at. Yeah. So that happened in, in July. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out with my brother and my sister, like figure out who we're going to send up there. How are we going to do this? How to take care of stuff? Like how to play, how to play cover. Cause he was stuck up there for a month. So then, and then that wild, wild ass weekend happened. So I was there for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of covering what happened in Anaheim, I've been the, I've been the long distance runner. I'm still, you know, I'm, I got something in the works right now that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there. 
I was there at City, we at City out, Hall. Did we figure out uh, what? Well, okay, is there a a marked reason behind them? Like, what is the the publicly accepted reason why the riot happened? I mean, I think people got bad and I think people got bad interpretations of that. Really, I do because I've talked, I've interviewed people okay. that are politicians, elected officials, and everything, and they just seem to think that. You know, if, if, if the, if the city council wasn't overcrowded that night, um, and everybody had a chance, their little three minutes at the podium, then that would have been, you know, that would have diffused the anger. Okay. But give me a break. It wasn't about that. Yeah. What it was about was that when there's a crowd of people and it keeps growing and you got that anger, um, you get a little bit more emboldened. Like mm-hmm. if you're getting detained and you're sitting on the curb, like you and three of your homeboys with your hands behind, you know, behind your back with the cops, like that's a very isolated incident that you'll have that same feeling of anger. You know, you'll, you'll feel all of that resentment, profiling, whatever. Yeah. When you're out in the streets and it's riot cops shooting projectiles and stuff, but you're out there too and there's a thousand people with you, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think it was about people getting their say at the podium inside. So that was what. So again, because were, I, I mean, because I was out there. Yeah. I, I didn't want to cover the inside. Right. I didn't want to be inside. Yeah. I took a look around. I was like, nah, I saying I got to be in the outside. This hour, a horrific chain of events has played out in California over the last few days. Several incidents involving police officers taking extreme measures, using violence to try to control nonviolent people. Let's start out with Anaheim, California. Police on Saturday approached several men in an alleyway, and when those men started running, one of them was shot dead by police, though he was unarmed and posing no danger to anyone. Then, as hours passed and neighbors began to protest and demand answers from police, police responded violently once again. Take a look. just released the dog and I had my baby and my, and my, um, <laughs> you can see here they were shooting rubber bullets and let go of one of these dogs uh, who ran directly at this man here as well as that woman who was holding her baby at the time. Witnesses visibly upset and angry and frankly many of them say they were scared for their lives. I want to talk more about this with Michael Preisner. He's the member of an, an, the Answer Coalition. And Michael, from what I understand, uh, you were there. I saw you tweeting about this over the weekend. Describe the scene on Saturday and what you saw unfold here. Sure. Well, I wasn't at the incident Saturday. I've been in the community talking to witnesses, uh, talking to victims of the police attack. I was there Sunday when we, uh, community members, uh, and the Answer Coalition and others uh, took over a police station for about an hour in protest. Uh, but to let you know what played out on Saturday, um, by all accounts of witnesses who were there and those who were victims of the attack, uh, someone named Manuel Diaz, uh, who is a, a local resident in the community, uh, was not in an alleyway with his friends, as the police say, but was simply in the neighborhood. Um, they did run when police confronted them, but when Manuel Diaz had already been shot once and was surrendering, when he was shot a second time in the head, killing him, at that point, he was still alive, 
Uh, people in the community were yelling out to the police that he was still alive to give him medical attention, but instead the police were more concerned with blocking people filming and then handcuffed and searched uh, Manuel Diaz as he was dying on the ground. Then, uh, understandably, people who had just witnessed this attack and who deal with police brutality and intimidation on a daily basis uh, was coming out onto their front lawns, into the community, um, voicing their opposition to what happened, peacefully protesting uh, on their front lawns what had happened in their neighborhood. And the police responded unprovoked, without warning, uh, first firing rubber bullets, uh, beanbag shotguns, which have both been known to kill people, uh, using pepper spray bullets and tear gassing people, and then unleashing an attack dog, uh, as we saw in the video, on a woman and child. And a young boy was mauled in that dog attack, uh, as were other young people as well. Um, and then we know that protests continued. They continued throughout the night. The next day on Sunday, we had a large group of us that was led by the family of the victims. And in fact, uh, three young girls whose brother was the one that was mauled by the police dog led the demonstration into the Anaheim police station where we took over the station for over an hour, uh, chanting, uh, coward, shame on you to the police who were there, um, and really shut things down for a while. And so, um, what you saw was just people ripping into the police who had to be all stoic and with the right gear and whatnot, but they were just ripping into him. It wasn't about any chants or slogans. It's like, fuck you. How are you going to shoot? You can shoot me in the back. I remember some dude just like, yeah, here I am. And they like turned his back to the police. He's all, shoot me, shoot me right now, you know, because yeah. of what they did to Manuel Diaz on Anna Drive. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was just about getting that anger out because there's no channel for that shit because there's no justice for that shit. Right. That's what it was about. So what has come from that event? Um, has there been any regulations set into play? Has it, I mean, was there any firings? Was there any kind of like, uh, <laughs> I think, I think the changes that have happened is superficial. Okay. The police chief retired, uh, the deputy chief retired. Uh, so now you got your first Latino chief, you know, mm -hmm. um, and a new deputy chief. And then, uh, they're starting some pilot oversight board, which is weak as hell. Um, and the guns that, that next year in 2013, the guns were pretty silent, man. Yeah. Um, but just this, uh, this earlier this year, I got called out to, to, to a scene and it was wild, man. Cause, um, I couldn't get too close to, it was out there in, by, by Northgate Market and Harbor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think this was in February. If I'm not mistaken, uh, but the SWAT team that is just like you, like I saw the whole mobilization and they started clearing that they put it. That's when Bruno, that whole Bruno, the police dog thing went <laughs> off. <and laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I heard was I heard them basically smoke that fool. You just heard a bunch of gunshots like rat -a -tat -a -tat -a -tat, and then like you see Rasa like running in every direction. And me, I'm just, you know, instinctually, I'm like, all right, I have to stay here and cover. Yeah. So I'm like, firmly planted um but everyone else is around everyone else around me is kind of like running because bullets travel you know what i mean yeah. so the only thing i regret is not capturing that on my camera because mm -hmm. then i could have put that out there right. but i did catch some of the scene and uh did report on that and Acacia, where this scene is still a very active scene. Take a look behind me. You can see police cars are lined up here on La Palma, and you're looking west on La Palma right now. Earlier today, there was a scene that was a near riot as police confronted people who were protesting, as you mentioned, an officer-involved shooting. Just moments ago, there was a dumpster fire out here. There was 
uh, citizens that had shut down the street. Now police have cleared that out. But here's the video from earlier today, which can only be described as frightening. Chaos and violence in the streets of Anaheim. Anaheim police firing rubber bullets confront a crowd of terrified children, parents, and angry residents near La Palma and Acacia. Then one officer unleashes a snarling police dog, which attacks a mother holding her child and this bystander. They just started shooting, and I was with my son, and they, the dog just came. Yeah, this is the man that was on the floor, and the he man was on the floor, and they shot. Talk about what happened. They just released the dog, and I had my baby, and my, and my, um, <laughs> and my stroller, and the dog just scratch me with his teeth and then just grab me. It all started around four o'clock this afternoon when police shot this man, known in the community as Stomper. Police say he was one of three men who took off running when they approached him earlier in the afternoon. What exactly happened during the shooting, we don't know. We're still investigating that. But the shooting occurred and the, uh, the male was taken to a local hospital. But neighbors who saw the shooting say police overreacted. Then they confronted the officers demanding answers. That's when the pandemonium broke out. We just started shooting again. No, we don't have no guns, nothing. I just got scared. I just saw water bottles get thrown in the air. They just started shooting everyone. They shot a little kid too. Where some citizens had set up a dumpster fire and even shut down the street. Now out here, there were dozens of people who had their cell phones and at least four different people told me that police officers offered to buy their video from them without any explanation. Of course, that's all part of this investigation as it continues to develop out here in Anaheim. Once again, Jay Jackson, KCAL 9 News. Back but I think that Anaheim's a very disorganized place for, for, for Raza. And yeah. I think some of the core issues, it's just bubbling. It may not happen 15, 30, 35 years from now, but there's no reason why it would, you know, wouldn't surprise me if it did happen, say in 2040 again, because you know, the, the, the inclination of, of power is just to sweep it under the rug, make some cosmetic changes and go back to the, the way that it was. Um, isn't that the way that the government works though? Right? Like Absolutely. Like on all I mean, levels, right? They don't really change anything. No. Because it's still the same mentality, just new faces on that, with that mentality, share that mentality, because otherwise you're not going to get to that point unless you share that mentality. Mm -hmm. Right? So. <clears throat> it for, it forced some change. I, I mean, I, well, even the, even the, even like you said, the cosmetic changes is, is mm -hmm. an important change. That means a day at some point at least say, okay, you know what? Yeah, we need to fucking tone it down a little bit. This yeah. is getting out of hand. I mean, and, and what, what I don't understand is, is this. Okay. So the cops that serve whatever, and they're the ones that are acting this way and roughing up, they still go home to, to an average pay of a human. You know what I mean? Like they don't go home to a mansion. They don't go home to the governor's you know, a house, you go home to a regular hood, dude. Like these are your people you're mistreating. Like these are your common 99%. You're a cop. You don't get paid 200 grand a year. You know, like you get paid as much as the construction worker does. Like, why are you acting like this? I don't understand. Hmm. So to me, it seems, okay, well, is there like a intentional, like, Hey, fucking go down there and break some skulls or Hey, when, what, what is their incentive for acting that way? Well, I mean, policing in a, in a society like this, which is run with a capitalist economy 
and you could see it. You, I mean, you could you could take this lesson away from two summers ago, because Disneyland, the resort economy, that's the the crown jewel of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. It's elite. Um, and I even mapped this out last summer because last summer <laughs> I wanted to do something different. Everyone was going to do a report on the anniversary march, but last summer me and my friend uh, wanted to go see where the command post was. Wanted to go see where the equestrian units were stationed and yeah. try to make a sense of police strategy because that's pressure on. That's on a pressure tip for me. Mm, so that, that's a smart so, idea. Bro. So we were, you know, we were tailing. We we're like. Okay, so it wasn't where it was last year. And then so we started tailing this uh, fleet of like 15 motorcycle cops and we started like, you know, following them. <laughs> Dude, that's real journalism. <laughs> and then they went into down, the city yeah. yard and then there they were. Boom. And it was a lot more hidden than it was two summers ago when they came out and like G.I. Joe bullshit, you know? Uh, so that was like, that was, but yeah. They're always going to protect Disneyland. You ain't going to get a mass of people, angry people marching towards Disneyland because they're always going to protect the property interest. And you think Harbor was too close? Too close for comfort. Mm. You can't, you can't have those two worlds collide. Right. And this was, the, you know, uh, on the night of the riots, the uprising, one of the most ironic moments was that people were clashing in the street with all their anger. And then at 930, since it's summertime, fireworks. boom, 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 fireworks in Disneyland like ain't shit happened. Two different worlds. Mm. They have to be isolated from each other. Yeah. So you think that's where that maybe that force comes down stronger because of they're they gotta protect it. So they gotta hey fucking stomp down. I don't wanna hear no ruckus. You cannot disturb harbor pass ball to the right because that's fucking our prime oh, yeah. money maker mm-hmm. right there. Mm. That's always gonna be part of the strategy. Mm. And then, you know, like if you wanna talk about waking the flock up, if you wake the flock up in a real way and they're organized in a real way, then that's when the state and, and, and the, and the, you know, and the interest, I'm going to start talking like, a, hey, <laughs> like no, no, like no, no, no. That's like what I'm about. Or something, but, uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. But, um, that's the first arm of the, that's the, that's the first arm of protection. Yeah. You know, if shit gets too hairy, you got to have the violence to crack down on, on, on the flock that wakes up yeah. to put it in, to use the words of the, of the show title. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's the way it breaks down. That's the, you know, there's your everyday policing, which is just a mini part of that. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, if there was a challenge to the, Ill, you know, illegitimate social order in Anaheim, anywhere, that's where you see the violence come in. You mm. could look back in history with how they decimated the Panthers in 68 and the Black Panthers in 68, 69 through Quantel Pro. And you can list all the people that got smoked, like from Fred Hampton to Bunchy to John Huggins to you know, little Bobby Hutton in Oakland by the Oakland police. Like once you, once you're trying to challenge things, then you'll be staring down the barrel of a gun. And then most of the time it'll be a policeman holding it. But you have no choice. See, that's what people, that's what people don't understand is like, yes, revolution is always a peaceful. It always starts off peaceful. All of them. Hey, can you please stop doing that? Can you please stop whipping me? I would really appreciate it. Fuck you, but I'll get back to work. Hey, can you calm it down a little bit, bro? Because look, let's talk this through. Look, I'm a dude. You're a dude. You want, I got this kind picked. I get you. Pay me some. No, fuck it. See, it always starts off peaceful. You have no choice but to take it to the loud fucking, I'm right here yelling at your face. Get, and then they come down and then revolution has to start. That's the way things change. That's the way it's been in the 20th century, man. It's, it is the way it will continue to be because the type of people that are police officers, just mm-hmm. on the basis of that, let's start with that. Not even on like a higher people. No, no, no. 
pure your average cop has yeah. to have a have a level of excitement for danger. Off the bat, otherwise you're not a cop. Yeah, you otherwise it doesn't draw that. that interest. You know what no. I'm saying? So there's a level of confrontation that you want to face. It attracts a certain kind of person. Just a certain person. Now give that person a gun. Okay. And, in, in, and now give him opinion. handcuffs yeah. and give him the right to do whatever the fuck he wants because mm-hmm. he's a cop. So you'll see your average everyday cop runs a red light. We've all seen it. That's just, yeah, that's the base level of it. Of I can do what the fuck I want. I'm going to run this red light. Or I'm going I'm I'm, to I'm, I'm change lanes. I'm going to go in the wrong lane. Like I'm going to park. I know there's a perfectly good parking system, but I'm going to park in the middle of the street right here with three other cops just blocking the lane. You motherfuckers have to go around me. Yeah, they don't that, have to That's by the, the same mentality rules. that they have, yeah. right? Okay, now... I'm glad we all thinking the same thing. Well, like that's it, a little that's a little part when they do shit on the on traffic violations. That little part, bro. That little part is a Tells fuck you. Everything you. you need, yeah. That's what it is. It's a fuck everybody else. Yeah. You're gonna go around me because I'm a big badass. I can oh I can absolutely park right here and not bother you. But no 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 no, I'm a cop, bro. Right. So now think about it on a more dangerous level. Hey, here's this kid, Hispanic, bald head. Mm-hmm. Uh. Whatever, you know, he's trying to get crazy. Look, you know, like, listen, I can miss street. And who's going to tell me shit? I'm going to fuck you up with these. Like, that's the level that happens with on the mentality of those people, right? Plus the corruption that go trickling down and the pressures and all that shit. So, yeah, you know, it, it, so, so that's the only way that those people will react is by revolution, by that loud screaming, that fist pumping shit. Because mm. otherwise the, the paperwork would never, never get to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's no real punishment. Nope. Either okay, you good to go home with pay for two weeks. Get out of my face. Yeah. Oh really? Pay. And then they're back. And then they're back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. (laughs) So uh, get get it out, man. Do more research on the um on on the riots and uh, take a look and listen to what we're talking about. You guys will find it very interesting. I, I did as well, and I'm very happy that it went down. It's unfortunate what took it to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not for losing anyone's life in any in any situation. You know, so nah. that's that's real a shame that that's what it took. But uh, whatever whatever reason is, we're, we're a little bit better. No, I mean, I, I'll always remember uh, Manuel Diaz's mom uh, yeah. just a few weeks after the killing of her son, and she was speaking at at an auditorium after after the riots, after the uprising. She says, if it took my son's death to make a change in Anaheim, so be it. Mm-hmm. So, Anaheim, you got to make a real change or else you took a bullet for nothing. Yeah. That's the way. I, and two summers two summers later, I still want to talk about it. They, oh, yeah. the people want People want to have shit forgotten about. Yeah. Not me, man. Like, yeah. I will always talk about it. I'm, you know, you might see right now I got these tiny books right here, but. In the future, you might see something a little bit more, uh, a little, a little thicker in page count oh. on Anaheim. Yeah, you know something. As I it should speak be. On. So, what am I looking here, Gabriel? I see <laughs> Venceremos, uh, Victor Jara, and the new Chilean song movement. What am I looking at? Here? I appreciate the opportunity to talk about. It. It's not hip hop or anything, but um, but you know, uh, I can relate it to hip hop because I've interviewed uh, a group called out of, out of the East Coast, Rebel Diaz, and they're from Chile. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you know, folk was the well, folk was hip hop back in the day, and we see what we oh. do. We see what we're doing right now with hip hop is the same thing that that these singers that I'm writing about in this in this uh, booklet uh, were doing 
in Chile. And mm-hmm. it's actually, you know, talking revolution and, and everything. Th- these were revolutionary musicians, highly organized. And what they did was they were the voice. You know, in Anaheim, you have the, the barrios, but over there you have the, the shanty towns in mm-hmm. Chile. And so they rose up in a peaceful manner. They yeah. did the electoral route and they got a socialist president elected in 1970. And so for three years, there was that experiment until, like I said, oh, the flock woke up. Then the military came in and, and overthrew that government and was a fascist dictatorship for 17 years. Mm-hmm. So this book just talks about that movement in the music with a little bit of backdrop um, on the history. So it's off PM Press, pmpress.org, mm-hmm. which is an Oakland-based radical publishing group. And then I just did my own website, GabrielSonRoman.com, where people can find out more about the book and buy it up. Okay, good, definitely. Where, where could we? So the website would be where we can get like a, like a, like a, get this on, on, be able to keep it. Mm-hmm. Like, what about physical copies? Are they just on your personal basis, or? Um, there's some spots um, that are that are that have them. Uh, I gotta I gotta start pushing. Out. I got a lot of things going on. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of As a lot of should. side projects, you know. Yeah. Um. So Cafe Calacas in Santana, yeah, off Fourth Street has them. Um. I gotta get them in El Centro. Uh. I dropped off um uh, books at Libreria Martinez yeah. in Santana, just not not too far from Cafe Calacas, and then just just um just been hitting people up and. And getting them into different bookstores everywhere else, but guarantee. I mean, bookstores are disappearing, man. Just like yeah. print pages. There's only one, right? What is it? Barnes and, and Nobles and, Nobles and fucking Fullerton and shit. <laughs> so, um, across the street in uh, uh, the mall. Oh yeah, in Santana too, <laughs> from the main place. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it, website, website, ebook, whatever. Why not? I appreciate anything I can get these days. Now look, I I feel that I feel like I'm being put <laughs> in, in a little box here by you. Okay. Okay. Break it out. Get outside the box. We are a hip hop friendly podcast. Sure. Yes. You know, hip hop is my main orientation because it's what raised me. It's my. It was was my dad. It was my. It was my parent. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, So yes, we're very hip hop friendly. But I don't want to in any way kind of box us in as a hip hop podcast. And I don't know if if my team agrees with me, but for me, my vision for it was like yes. First, we need to gather an audience. So mm-hmm. what's the easiest way to do that? Well, artists come with audience with them already. Right. Okay, so interview an artist, talk to an artist, have an artist on the show. Their audience follows. Okay, you can get enough of those. Now their audience becomes our fans. So now whenever I have an OC Weekly reporter, they'll want to tune into the show regardless because they're a fan of the show now. Yeah. Not just the artist on. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yes, we are a very hip hop oriented only because that's my personality and that's, that's my surroundings. Yeah. The, the, the people I surround myself with. Right. So yes. So, uh, I, I, we're not only do we have many, many, uh, dope MCs. We also have some really dope stuff coming out in the future. Uh, mm. Uh, my pastor, Pastor Brad from my church, is going to come down and he'll talk to us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask him all the questions that we've ever wanted to know from a godly man, a studied man of the, the Texas. Right. What does God say about aliens? What mm-hmm. does the Bible say about weed? We want to know. What is really, because that's the, our, people are interested in that kind of stuff. And he might have a direct and more professional 
No, it's cool, man. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like when I walk around, everybody's got a story in them. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, some people's stories are deemed more worthy than others. Yeah. But everybody's got a story. Everybody's that. got a story. And if you just open up a mic, you learn you learn so much about the human condition, what people think about, what they've learned from life, and and everybody's got a story. Yeah. Just gotta pull it out sometimes. And that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. But closer to heart, you do the the music reviews, mm-hmm. and you have lists that go out. <laughs> so now we gotta talk about them. We gotta talk about them because I want to know what is the process for you creating one of these lists. What what lists have you been responsible for? Well, it's 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 a it's an easy way to gain readership. Top five this, top ten that, top fifteen, right? But we don't ever want to be, we don't ever want to do lists that are without substance. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've done a lot of, I've tried to do a lot of out of the box lists. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, ones that a lot of people talk about are the hip hop ones. Yeah. Top five rappers, top 10. Because everyone 10. wants to see if their artist is on the list. Yeah. Everyone wants to oh, I wonder if this person's on. I want uh-huh. to see what he has to say. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I've done, so those are the ones that, that people are familiar with. Uh And I did, I was, I'm doing a piece on hip hop in Santa Ana, where's its place, you know, gentrification, everything like that. And I interviewed the other concept who spells it differently than you. With an S. Yes. (laughs) Big shout out to concept. And so, um, Yeah, he, he said, yeah, you know, I, you know, I read, I read your stuff. And then, of course, what he meant was like, yeah, I read, I read your list, you yeah. know? And then every time I, when I did the interview for Wake the Flock Up and I said, and I just, I, I just like seeing what reaction it gets. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, every time it's just the same, it's kind of like the same reaction. Like it's conversation starter. Nobody agreed with it a hundred percent. And I know a lot of people were talking okay, shit, so, but one, it doesn't phase me because I don't really care. One list in particular was the top five females in Orange County. MCs. Female MCs. Yeah. Um, so two of them are our very own Miss Shar and Valley Vicious. Yeah. Okay. First and second place. Mm-hmm. They're both very proud of it. They both wear it with a huge badge of honor. Trust right, me. Right, right. And Shar was over the fucking moon. As much excitement as Shar. Where is Shar today, man? She's off doing whatever right, she does. Right. I don't like to keep her tied down, bro. You okay. know what I'm saying? I like, I like let her that fly. Creativity. Let her fly. But then, hey, hey, every mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, she's different, different. No, but what I'm saying is, uh, for as much excitement as her little hippie face could express, uh-huh. that's how much excitement she had, bro. Because like, Shar's a very toned down person. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no. Yeah, bro. Yeah. She's like, no way, man. Like, all right. Like, it, that's sharp. So, yeah, hey, I believe in rewarding <laughs> humility. Yeah. So, very um, humble. Very humble. If you're humble <laughs> and you're talented, <laughs> yeah. that means a lot to me. Super uh, talented. I think she is a way above her age group when it comes to the maturity and understanding of her oh, yeah. music. Yeah. Which I think is lacking in a lot of I'm people. I'm listening to that that sound that 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 wounded that she has up that song called Wounded uh-huh. up on SoundCloud like yeah. almost on the daily. Yeah. I see the progression in her skills. Mm-hmm. And it was unfortunate, you know, for me like you know, I don't like ranking. Of course, like I don't, I don't really like that whole thing. Yeah. To be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I just love people doing their shit, and I want to draw attention to it. Yeah. Um, but Shar, like, and, you know, it's like you separate the the women MCs from the men MCs and the group MCs and this and that. Like, but for me, the way that Shar, Miss Shar, is progressing is she deserves a place, and you know, 
I have to figure out, okay, you know, just got to drop a mixtape this summer. Let me see what it sounds like when it's yeah. all put together. Mm-hmm. As a critic, I got to do that. But just on a song by song basis and just the, the cleverness of her lyrics, the delivery, the sophistication in the delivery, um, she's rising up. And, you know, if you, if you blew apart that whole male, female MC dichotomy, um, she, she's someone to watch, period. You know, like for me, like, I would, I'm I'm very excited every time Shar said I'm gonna drop a track, right? Yeah. And this is what I tell people, everyone, and I and I don't I don't think I've ever told her, but I'm thinking like, look, she's 20, mm-hmm. right? I think 20, I think she's eight, eight, 18 or 20, whatever. She's super young. Oh, yeah. she's not 21. I know that much. That's what I'm saying about because she just, can't get into stuff. So she's County man, all the, they're like 22 and under, 23 and under. Oh, it angers me, bro. Trust me, I'm very, I'm super pissed <laughs> off. First, I don't like people doing better than me. All Off right. the bat. Okay. Second, if you're younger than me and you're doing better than me, I just fucking despise, <laughs> I despise you. But, uh, so Char is way up, but what I'm telling people is, okay, you see Char now? Mm-hmm. Imagine a 26-year-old Char. Right, right. Imagine that skill level developed to that point with that, with the maturity of those 26 years of life behind it. Yeah. <sighs> wow. It's going to be bananas. To see that artistry level, you know, given that she doesn't fuck it up and get pregnant or whatever, it is, whatever it is that she does. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, what I'm saying like life. Hey, I mean, life is, I, dude. How many dope artists are just because of whatever reason they just didn't? Continue? And it's not even just you know female artists. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, dope MCs that are that are dudes that because of the family life having to take care of a kid or whatever yeah. and ever yeah. like they just or, slowly fade away or, or they got or really into active. drugs they got really into drugs and fucked it away something it takes them off the track whatever it is yeah. and it's like damn it's a shame because that so I'm just hoping she doesn't do anything dumb get arrested or whatever to where it'll ruin that process that she has developing she's a very yeah. noble person a very noble old soul in her I can yeah. already see it stuck in an 18 year old girl's body with 18 year old girl issues that she has to mm-hmm. deal with and to her it's just like oh my fucking god I'm so over this. Like I can tell she's like over being 18 already. Yeah. She just wants to move on. So with that list, a couple of years before, I put out an article that was saying like, where's the uh, female MCs? Where's the fem season OC? Fem C's, yeah. I couldn't find, I couldn't find any. Yeah. Yeah, very few. And then two years later, I, you know, I've always kept an eye. Like I'm active, actively looking for things. Yeah. I'm not waiting for things to come to me. Yeah. Um, and so when that, when I was able to put five together, I was like, here we go. Now we can start. And it was a new format with the SoundCloud and, mm. and everything. And it worked. It yeah. worked. And, uh, that one wasn't too controversial, you know? Because I think at least having Sharpie first place is, I don't see anybody else, first of all. No. The second, her numbers prove it. Her SoundCloud numbers her SoundClouds are, are blowing up. Ridiculous. And her skill level alone is, is absurd. You can't. You just have to listen to it. You just have to exactly be like, okay, well, this is the top one. Yeah. Like, give them the five. Okay, well, this one will be first. Yeah, right? and, I, and in terms of Valley Vicious, yeah. I, I love her wordplay. Mm-hmm. She's got real good wordplay. A lot of energy, a lot of uh, this. And, and her voice is distinct. It is very distinct when she talks alone, yeah. you know. Uh, and the rest are... are, are Noel, are, are, uh, Blue Diamond. Uh, yeah. Uh, they are where they are. They're there. Lady Socrates. They all. They, they can. They all deserve to be there. I'm with that. Okay. So, which one would you say you've had the most controversy come out of? Like most you people. Know which being, one, man? Tell me. I wanna, <laughs> but I, but the public don't know. Yeah, they do. They're on. talking about it. Um, top ten rappers in OC. <laughs> which a lot of people because it, it doesn't. It, you've it's come out a couple of times already. Well, right? yeah. I mean, they did. The, they did so well that anytime I write about hip hop, 
usually it's also like see also and then you see all the lists yeah. lined up so people if they missed that if they didn't read those the weekly earlier this year they just find out about it or if they didn't see it they missed it like if then they're reading an article about hip-hop then it's there for them to 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 visit so yeah. people will start discovering Miss Shar, or if they look at the top ten MCs, they'll they'll take a look at Ends, or they'll take a look at Sage One, yeah, or they'll take a look at uh, MC Classic, or mm-hmm. they'll take a look at Hot Boy, mm-hmm. or they'll take a look at Eliso Black, or whatever, you know. So uh, for me, it was always my intention. It was it was too labor intensive to do top twenty. Yeah. But I knew there was way more than 10. Labor <laughs> I knew there was way more than 10. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So it was difficult because, I mean, there's people that I know personally that I have a lot of respect for that didn't fit in that list and didn't fit in the other list. Mm-hmm. But it was always my intention to do at least 20. Uh, Nate Jackson and I uh, always knew that there was going to be a second batch. Mm-hmm. but. People didn't know, so they yeah. started dicing it up, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And I mean, who I'm got not... who got first place for that one? For that first list, yeah. it was Ends. Ends got first place. Yeah. Okay. What about the second list? Do the second remember? list. Oh man, I haven't looked at these lists in a minute, man. Okay. But... <laughs> it's okay. Do, do you remember uh, uh, other first ones? Like first um, for for, and then we did a group list, uh-huh. best hip hop groups. Yeah, the to... Salvajes was named there. Yeah, and you had a couple of the crews. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was eight and eight and AP from and an EP from Rock Bottom because mm-hmm. they put out a really dope fucking record. Yeah, and San Clemente, a lot of people might sleep on that. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, South County might write it off for whatever reason, but um, you know, live instrumentation, that '90s golden sound, golden era sound, um, boom bap, yeah. and then the just the the depth of their lyrics in terms of spirituality and and politics and 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 just real uh, real life shit yeah um is is it was a collection of songs that i could easily relate to and for them to come off and break off rock bottom and do something like that and for it to be that impressive that duo right yeah. out, right out the gate yeah and they've done their stuff with rock bottom so they're not new right but they're new-ish i guess you could kind of say like they're like that whole duo was a new thing and i love speech impediments uh and I love locally grown collective. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, yeah, I, I love Immortal Minds out of Santana. I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to put them on the list. I love Sacred, and, and I got a mad respect for Sacred Blasphemy because tying that back to Anaheim, those are the only cats that were articulating the shit that was bubbling beneath the surface in Anaheim before anybody was talking about it. That album, the Revol- uh what was it called? Um, it was it was kind of appropriately titled. Looking back. Uh, the Radical Era. Mm. That dropped in like June. Yeah. And here I am reviewing the album. Again, seeking them out. Even though they've been doing shows. They have been doing shows for a couple of years. Um, but, it, but I took the initiative in highlighting the album. And I was like, shit. Here is the voice of the Anaheim. Of Anaheim's barrios. And here's all the issues being talked about. From overcrowding and housing. From you know being posted up on the block. From police harassment. Racial profiling. Boom, boom, boom. Like... And you know, like to me, they're, see, that's the thing as a critic, like to me, Sacred Blast Me, I'll, I'll listen to that on the way home tonight because that's my shit. And I've referred to those lyrics in pieces about housing that I've done in journalism because oh. they're street reporters. Yeah. They're street reporters. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, and I, they have the authenticity of the lived experience too. So for me, that's, 
personally my favorite hip hop group, but in terms of like the music critic list, you know, they got yeah, placed yeah. at like like eight or nine or something. Just like to be that. fair. Yeah, because there's other things you have to take into consideration, like longevity, uh, you know, the 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 breadth of your work. Yeah. How many the, albums you put out? What, how many what EPs? Pers- one group and one person that I'm very proud of, just mm-hmm. to know, and very proud of them and of him, is uh, from Speech and Pen is Druid. Yeah. So the reason that I'm very proud of is because they're doing hip hop their way, and it's a positive light of hip hop it's a positive way it's not a negative like I'm saying I, there, he's doing it the way that I would hope it would have gotten done which is by good music not a gimmick right, right. so Druid uh, is doing his thing and then him getting the key to the city because they've been getting a lot of mad love at those music which is bo- I, 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 love, I love I love I love man I love how I live like in this to, city to see, like, for, if- in this county for many many years I've rocked many, many shows. I've done mm-hmm. many, and I've never got an invitation to like the music awards. Yeah, right? and I'm like, dog, like well, I don't know what I need to do. Like I know, I I get it. I understand. I'm not the face of YouTube or anything, you know. But I've been around enough fucking shows. What do you think I'd be like? Hey, you want an invitation or you know, something? You know, I, I, <laughs> I tell my friends that it's all politics, bro. Oh, well, I mean, whatever, bro. Like I, like I just want to be invited. If, be if nice, you want to you know, know about the OC Music Awards, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Talk shit on my list all you want. That's yeah. why I put it out. I mean, people talk shit about anything that I write. It yeah. comes with the territory. Sure. Talk shit on anything that I do or anything that I come at. That's what I want people to do. Okay. And if they like it, cool. If yeah. they don't, they don't. Um, but if you look at like the nominees and stuff, and there's some legit groups in there, but you're, there's a lot of people that are deserving in hip hop that don't get uh, nominated for best hip hop. Yeah. And it even angers me sometimes, you yeah. know? Um, and there's other groups like in other categories where I wish that there was better representation of the, of the real, of, of people that are really putting in work. No knock on, on the people that do get nominated. Sure. But when you look at, at the, and I have nothing to do other than writing about artists. Um, but if you look at, if you look at how the nomination process works, it's a lot of critics from, from newspapers and, uh, music critics and whatnot. It's um, promoters. It's venue owners, um, and just different people that are that are that hustle the the culture, mm-hmm. uh, the music culture, the music scene here. And it's not. I'll just say it like this: it's not very reflective of our uh, communities. Okay. I mean, you and I look like each other. Yeah, we got the same skin color. <laughs> I'm a little darker, same, but yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that's that's something you always got to look at too. I do. I take it. I take it with a grain of salt. I take not, it with what it is. You're not missing too much, brother. <laughs> okay. There's, I just, some, there's some dope I, performances. You know what I just I just like to be asked, bro. I mean, look. Like, I, I'm I, saying, I, look. I'm maybe I, next. Maybe this. Maybe this. I'll say this on the show. I'll say this on the show because I've said it in print. Like when I did that, who are where are the uh, female MCs in, in OC? Like the the chick that rocks with this group called Block, which is like electronic. Mm-hmm. Electronica with some sort of rhyming over it. Like they won best hip hop one year. Okay. And I'm like, that's not hip hop. <laughs> She's not a rapper. Yeah. Now. How's that hip hop? How, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like how disconnected well, well, is this award who's ceremony? Running? Who's running this shit? Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, hey, it's not hard to figure no, out. No, right? it, there's to, a lot of good. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Cause I mean, a lot of good, a lot of good friends of mine have been nominated 
and they love it. Absolutely. I'm all for like the Grammys. But they I'm need all for to, that they kind need of to, stuff. Yeah. They need to kind of soak in more because it's just the same people over and over. That's my main critique is it's a lot of the same people over and over again. Yeah. Every year when I, you know there's there's a lot more. I'm, out I'm there happy to that from. they. <laughs> So Drew is all happy. Like, yeah, we won. No, that's right. I'm they they, they spilled it wrong, but we won. Like, oh, they they, did? They, they, because I think they won it twice. Yeah. They spilled it wrong the first time. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, they spelled speech regularly. Yeah, too easy. And he's like, they spilled it wrong, but it's okay. We still won. I'm like, oh, it sucks. Now, see, I don't have no problem with that, man. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. that's cool. With that, yeah, with that particular nomination, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Okay, good. So it's been, I'm glad that you get to sit down with us. Cool. We we gotta continue. We gotta we, you gotta come back and kind of update us on what's really happening. All right. Uh, we want to play more of a role in in the community, so we've reached out to sir and, and certain certain of them has reached out to us, which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a couple of little groups and, and organizations, and we'll be working with them in the future. Cool. Uh, yeah, man. I wanna I wanna be as involved as possible, especially if we have. The, now that we have the out in the field reporters that are willing to go cover wherever the fuck I go tell them, go cover that council city meeting. That would be amazing. Go and figure out something. <laughs> Beardo did the uh, reverie release party, and and I'm okay now. I need a synopsis of what of the mm-hmm. interviews. Dude, it was beautiful. Like I pulled up, and the way the sun was shining, I could tell the night was going to be an amazing. Yeah, you get better at media. Like, it's like yeah. you just the more you do it, the better you get at it. There was a good interest in that, so uh, I would definitely want to be able. So keep us in mind in case, you know, we, we were there, we're here at your disposal. Cool. Let us know. Due to exterior circumstances, this is where the episode ends. Uh, in our defense, we're going around, we're bouncing from studio to studio at the time. We were playing around with engineers. Um, but I'm still very proud of the episode. I think it was an amazing episode, a groundbreaking episode for us. Gabriel is that kind of person that we need on our side, that is on our side, to inform us of the politics and to express himself in the best way that he does. You know, through the list and OC Weekly and all these other outlets, Gabriel is definitely our, our uh, one of our more valuable assets that we have to keep in touch with uh, that side of, of the of the world of our spectrum. Um, it was an amazing interview. Um, I apologize if it was at all grainy. Uh, I know it was a little tough, uh, but we you know we pride in providing you with the best sound and quality that we can. Again, uh, we won't make a habit of it, I, I, I promise, but I hope that you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Outside of that, Gabriel does dabble in music uh, under the alias Don Palabras. So, without further ado, here's music from Don Palabras, a.k.a. Gabriel Sanroman. 